Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Greetings to those who watch below. To start this video, I want to do the shoutouts for those who dwell below. They are Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, and Ghost City Shelton. Thank you guys so much for becoming those who dwell below. If you would like to yourselves, make sure to check out the link in the description of this video. Now, whether you call them spirit boards, talking boards, or just plain old Ouija boards, there is something about these communication devices that can lead to some truly creepy tales. More Than Just a Shadow Man by Alvara Jane I guess I should start with some introductions. You can call me Ali, although that's not my real name. I'm an empath, and I've had a lot of supernatural experiences, some of which I don't understand. So, this all started around 2013. At first I wasn't concerned because I'm very used to seeing shadow people, and that's all it looked like. Every night, as soon as I got in bed, it was there, standing in my doorway, watching me. It stood around six feet tall, and was darker than the darkness itself, if that makes sense. He didn't have a face, at least as far as I could tell, but somehow his expression felt angry. He didn't move much, except for occasionally stepping forward or back, and I may have been imagining things, but it looked like he was breathing. It made me uncomfortable, so I tried closing the door, even though it gets extremely hot in my room with the door closed. But when I turned around, he had moved across the room to stand in the corner by my closet, so I gave up and let him be. This went on for about a year, when I noticed things starting to change. For one thing, he moved more. A lot more. He was standing at his usual post for a while, and then he would walk closer, until he was at the foot of my bed. Sometimes he would even put his hands on my bed, which, needless to say, nearly made me jump out of the bed. I would roll over to avoid looking at him, and he would immediately run across the room and stand by the closet. Another thing that changed was this intense feeling of dread. It felt as if I were a mouse, and he was a cat playing with his food. I couldn't sleep. It got to the point where I was paranoid during the day, whether that was caused by him, or the lack of sleep, I'm not sure. It was driving me crazy, and I wanted to know why. So I called my best friend over for a sleepover, and made a Ouija board. Yes, I know. I would be the first person to die in a horror movie. We decided to use her necklace as a planchette. No, this necklace was heavy and flat, so there's no way for it to roll or lift up on its own. And we both held onto the end of the chain, leaving enough slack so as not to accidentally move it ourselves. After 10 or maybe 15 minutes of asking questions and nothing happening, 
I began to think maybe I was just being stupid, and it really was just another shadow person. We gave up after another five minutes and let go of the chain. Not a minute after, it began to fall off the stool we had placed the board on, but instead of hitting the ground, it slid itself back onto the board and began to spin. After what felt like hours of stunned silence, I couldn't think of anything else to say but a joking, probably just the wind? <laughs> Anne wouldn't pick it up again after that, but I was determined to get an explanation from this thing if it killed me. It refused to speak coherently with the Ouija board, only saying a few random words like hex, stew and toenail. Trying to think of ways those words could be put together in a sentence may just be more disturbing than the actual experience. But anyway, since I couldn't get it to work with a Ouija board, even when I put my hand on the pendant instead of the chain, I decided to try something like automatic writing instead. I turned off autocorrect and put the board over the keyboard of my computer, making one yes and equals no. Then I closed my eyes tied the chain around my hands without the pendant, and asked what he wanted. Whichever way I felt the end of the chain swing, I followed and typed a letter. Anne was watching curiously from the other side of the room, but not daring to come closer. When I opened my eyes, however, she asked what had been typed, and I told her it would be better if she read it herself, mostly because I didn't want to read it out loud. It flirted with her, calling her words I'd rather not repeat. It used her name. Angry, I asked what it wanted from me. It responded by cussing me out and telling me to give the board to Anne. I compromised by asking her to read while I typed. I again closed my eyes and started typing, but promptly opened them when I heard my friend gasp. I read what was said, and my mouth fell open. It had threatened to decapitate her crush with a rusty fork. We hadn't talked about him once since she'd been over, nor had his name ever been typed on that computer. Now thoroughly disturbed, I decided to ask one more question before saying goodbye. What is your name? He answered immediately, Griffin Goodbedive. This answer was dripping with so much sarcasm I could feel it. Griffin was the name of an imaginary foe I had made up when I was little. He was a cartoonish, one-foot-tall hunter that I would pretend had captured my stuffed animals and have my other toys rescue. But I decided not to push any further and said goodbye. Strange things happened for the next couple of days, but he no longer stood by my bed at night. Anne said she saw a skull in the mirror that night when she went to bed. I looked and did see a faint glowing spot, but not the skull. The next day after she left, a different necklace flew off my dresser and nearly hit me in the head, and my closet door slammed on my leg. I finally learned a few cleansing rituals and used them. I even did an exorcism for good measure. I haven't really had any problems with him since, but the question still stands. Who or what was he? Was he a demon or a poltergeist? Ouija Board Gone Wrong by Slewis88
Myself and two friends decided to play with a Ouija board. The first time we played with it, it claimed to be my great-great-aunt, whom I had never met, but was told she supposedly killed three of her four husbands. After we had been talking to it for hours, and finally tricked it into answering a question wrong, it went crazy, cussing all of us. We put the board away, but then smelt something burning. I could only smell it in the room we played with the board in. We threw the board out, and the smell went away. But whatever it was, didn't leave me alone for years. It would go away sometimes for months, but eventually come back. I think it's gone now. After moving three times, and a lot of prayer, and having missionaries bless my home, and even contacting a demonologist, and following their tips on ridding my home of it, it got to where my husband and I were seeing it, and something was scaring my son by whispering his name in his ear. He's still terrified to go into the back bedrooms alone. I actually made my sons sleep together with a Bible between them. One night, I woke up and saw what looked like an extremely small man in a very old army clothes. In very old army clothes. It didn't look like a dwarf. He looked like a very normal man, but around four feet tall and grey. He just looked at me, and after I blinked, he was gone. I don't know where he fits in all of this, but for some reason, he didn't scare me. I'm not sure my husband really believed me until he actually saw it. He was absolutely terrified. We were in bed, and I had been hearing it for a while now. I was so paranoid that it would do something that I made my husband sleep in the bedroom with our kids, and I would sleep in the living room, so one of us were on each end of the house. As I was used to seeing it walk up and down the hallway, I would catch glimpses and hear the footsteps. It was so incredibly scary. One night, my husband came into the living room shaking. He asked if I was just in the bathroom. I told him I hadn't been, but I knew why he was asking, because I had seen it too. It was very big. From the floor to the ceiling, and as wide as the hallway. It would just walk up and down the hallway all night. One day I woke up, and my house felt less tense. I had reached out to the demonologist and followed their steps two days before. I had been in a horrible depression, and my oldest son was sick a lot, and had to go to monthly appointments at the children's hospital, and a lot of local doctor's appointments, and some visits to the emergency room, as he was on a bunch of meds. But that day, it seemed like everyone was happy. Later that night, my husband and I were up really late watching TV. Something knocked on the door. I yelled at my husband when he went to get up to answer the door, and told him nothing was there, and to sit back down. I had a horrible feeling, and I knew it was that thing. A couple of minutes later, we heard something hit my door. We both went to the windows that give you a clear view of our entire porch, and sure enough, nothing was there. Only a broom that was on one side of the porch when we came in for the night that was now on the floor in front of the door. The knocking happened for three nights. I think it was trying to get us to let it back in. Because of everything we went through, I strongly urge people to think twice before playing with a board.
It's not a game. What three teenage girls thought was a creepy game turned out to haunt me for eight years. I'll always be paranoid now, always wondering if I've done something to invite it back, and wondering what it will do next. Once you have some huge black shadow looking thing, at least seven feet tall and three feet wide walking around your house at night, and it's messing with your family, it's tough to relax afterwards. Strange Growling Sound by Hoku Star. I have to first say that growing up, I was not brought up with religion or spiritualism. I will say that now, I am spiritual, as I have come into my own spiritual beliefs and practices. It was the late 80s when this experience happened to me. I had just returned from a trip overseas for a school function. I was in my early teens and feeling pretty invincible. I'm sure most people can relate to this feeling at this age. While on this school function overseas, my friends and I decided to play with a DIY Ouija board. Since we did not have an actual Ouija board with us on the trip, we cut out the alphabetical letters and numbers and taped it along the edges of a circular table provided by the hotel. The cutouts were randomly placed around the table, so that if it were an actual spirit communicating with us, they would have to move the glass cup, rather than having one of us move the glass cup based on remembering where the letters and numbers were taped. We did not know to call upon protection, or ask for higher level spirits to come to us for communication. We called for a spirit to come and communicate with us using the board. That being said, we communicated with a lower level spirit that moved the glass cup to the correct letters to spell out messages. I would describe this spirit as nasty, as it cursed, swore at us, and told us that we were going to die repeatedly. After we were done, I didn't think too much of the experience and thought it was amusing. Looking back at the experience now, I would say that we attracted that type of spirit, as our energy most likely matched its energy. As above, so below. Going back to my experience, I just returned home from the airport and was in bed as I had jet lag. The time was early morning, around 10 or 11am. I recall that I woke up from my sleep for some strange reason. I believe I was in that state where you're both awake and asleep at the same time. To me, I call this my dead state, as it feels like I am dead, devoid of energy, but still conscious. My eyes were still closed, and I could hear my father outside cutting the yard with the weed whacker. I remember that I wanted to go back to sleep since I was still tired, but the weed whacker was inhibiting me. While laying in bed still with my eyes closed, I then heard this really strange sound. It was a deep, growling sound. It didn't sound like any animal I could recognise. It sounded unearthly. This growl started soft, then became louder and louder, as if it was coming closer to me. The closest to this growling sound that I can relate to is from the movie Ghost. At the end of the film, the villain Carl dies, and his spirit is dragged away by growling black spirits. The growling sound made by these spirits is 90% similar to the sound that I heard while I was sleeping. Note that the movie Ghost was released in 1990, and this experience happened to me two years before the release of the film. I remember being scared, since I didn't know what was making this hideous sound. Eventually, 
the growling sound slowly dissipated, and I was scared. I tried to ration what could have made that unearthly sound, and eventually succumbed to my jet lag. I am still unable to determine whether this experience was factual, or if I imagined it entirely. I have had other encounters with the unseen variety, but not the same experience as this growling sound. Do I miss it being here? No. By Mary Mom. I always felt something unsettling in the 110 year old house I moved into with my husband and babies in 1991, especially in the basement, which has crumbly field stone walls, low unfinished ceilings, and is creepy even when sunlight is shining through the small windows. I always felt watched in that basement, felt hostility coming at me. My arm hair stood on end, and I usually rushed up the stairs, because I felt as if I was being pushed or pursued. I could only do laundry down there during the day. There were also cold spots in the rooms closest to the basement door. My husband laughed at me, so I never mentioned it to anyone else. We divorced four years later, and a year after, my new boyfriend actually brought up to me that he felt something, and also heard the whooshing sound that only I had been hearing, around 1am, about four or five times a week. By then, my kids weren't babies anymore, and they also avoided the basement. After we got married, we had the electric service upgraded. My husband did most of it, but we hired an electrician to tie everything into the new breaker box in the basement. We were all out of town and had given the electrician a key. He was doing the work after his regular job in early evening with a battery-operated floodlight. When we returned from our trip, the work wasn't done, but the electrician's tools and floodlight were all near the breaker box. The key was left on the table by the front door. When we called, he said something in our basement didn't want him there, and could we leave his tools on the front porch. The second electrician came during the day, and it was fine. Three years after that, we were having the attic over half of the house demolished, and a second half story added. While this construction was going on, somebody loaned us a Ouija board, which we used after the kids were asleep. Our Dutch exchange student and his friend from France were there as well. My husband and I had the planchette, and the students wrote down what was spelled out. Stop this, the noise is killing me, was the first thing it said. Nobody understood what he was talking about at first. We asked questions about gender, male, and place of birth, Belgium. I thought my husband was moving the darn thing, and he thought I was. But then, the Dutch student started asking questions in his own language, because in Belgium, they speak either Dutch or French. He answered in Dutch. I don't speak Dutch. My husband doesn't speak Dutch. This was the moment when I knew, really knew, that it wasn't just a creepy basement and maybe my imagination. I had always left room for doubt, so I didn't have to feel, you know, like one of those people who believes they have a ghost. I honestly did have a ghost. It scared me, 
made me feel sick to my stomach and cold all over. A few more questions were answered. Date of birth, 1816. When they came to America, 1836. Did it like my husband? No. Did it like me and the kids? Yes. It would respond to the Dutch student, but wanted the French kid to leave. He hated the French, because they had killed his father in 1830. It spelled out a long sentence about the construction being a big problem, then another. This was all in Dutch. When we asked him when he died, the planchette went off the edge of the board, and that was it. He would respond no more. I put the Ouija board on the porch outside, and gave it back to its owners the next day. I will not allow another in my house, ever. The hair prickly feelings, cold spots, and whooshing noises all stopped. He has never come back, we think, because of the construction. The house was ghost-free for 13 years. When somebody else moved in, it was a far more expressive entity, and was upstairs this time. We smudged the house with burning sage, spoke sternly to it, and spread salt trails around the perimeter of each room. When none of that worked, we called in a Catholic priest. And it worked. He had to come back six months later, for a completely different entity. It worked again. We have been ghost-free now, for six years. Thank you so much for watching today's video. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. What I want to ask is, have you ever used a Ouija board? And how do you spell Ouija? I've seen so many people pronounce it so many different ways, like Ouija, Ouija, Ouija. So it would be really interesting to see what you think down in the comments. Remember, there's no wrong answers. Unless your answer is Ouija, in which it's the right one. So, until next time. Sleep tight. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.